Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, this is Robert Smigel coming to today with Canada's podcast, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia. Today's guest is Susan Ayung, a senior mortgage broker raised in Vancouver most of her life. Susan is very passionate in working with people and developed a knack for helping clients understand the many financial risks and opportunities they face while providing a vast wealth of products through Canada's largest banks, credit unions, trust companies, and financial institutions. Well, Susan, welcome to Canada's podcast, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thanks so much, Robert. I'm so excited about uh, all the initiatives that's happening around the world, let alone uh, be able to share some of my insights and, and, and personal stories as well. I awesome. actually grew up in Vancouver. I'm a Vancouver right, yet my family, my parents have come from a little uh, township, a one hour ferry north of Hong Kong, which is called Junsai, very industrial area in the last 20 some years. Uh, I myself was born, uh, I would say export, an export, an export meaning that my, I, I, I'm not born in China or Asia. I get, I, I get to, when I was growing up, everyone was asked, are you from Japan? I go, no, are you from Singapore, Hong Kong? No. And you know, so I'm actually born in Trinidad, West Indies. I'm a Trini. As uh, and uh, I speak uh, my first two languages is one of my a Chinese dialect, which is called Jungsang, and it's very it's not the most common dialect in the Chinese dialect uh, I've been told, and I speak mainly English. But to my parents and now to my mom only, I do speak my own dialect to her because she's more comfortable with that, even though she speaks a bit of broken English to her. Her grandkids. Okay. So I'm basically would considered, my parents are considered, I believe how the train of generation is, they're considered the first generation. I'm a considered a uh, uh, second generation. Okay. Cool. My family's been in Canada for over 50 years. Um, and uh, we came, my parents have come to, their first stop was Trinidad because my grandfather had gone to Cuba and into Trinidad to set up small business so my family have always been very entrepreneurial themselves so i guess i transit a lot of the 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 attitude trades uh you know you know some of the learning things i transfer to my work today okay good so you're a mortgage broker um what does that look like for you and i think um you know obviously we've got a really hot uh, Canadian real estate market now, and uh, um, a lot of people are buying, selling that kind of thing. But what I want you to do is, I want you to give me a key piece of knowledge uh, or information about your industry that our listeners can learn from, or they may want to know that uh, they're unaware of regarding real estate, mortgage brokers, yeah. things like that. Um, I've been asked the last couple of days. It's been yes, it's it's been a very hot market, and I was just even saying to some uh, in the last while. I get all kinds of um, contact referrals because we got a very strong existing client base, um, repeat customers, referrals, recommendations. I get a lot of calls in uh, from from the realtors. Oh, Susan, you know, 
can I put the deal through today? Because my client is very nervous about the whole thing. Uh, we're subject to financing, um, you know, so let, let, tell me a little bit more. How, how can I encourage the client? I said, honestly, the client is in a very good position today, depending on what their situation is. Most really want to get into their homes, maybe their first home. Maybe they're they've selling a second uh, their existing home they've been in for over ten years or five years or three years and they want to upgrade. It's still a very good market because after four months from now, my personal take on it would be that fact that we don't know what the no one knows what the outcome will be in terms of rate after December. But for me and many other mortgage brokers out there in Canada. Vancouver, Ontario, Alberta, maybe possibly in Quebec are really driving in terms of December has been the hottest time and the most busiest time. I may even just take Christmas Day off and New Year's Eve afternoon, late late evening, basically. Yeah, it's so, busy. Is it just supply and demand? Is that what's going on in Canada? Yeah, yes, I feel I feel personally taken. I've seen it after talking to so many different clients and what I've seen, yes, it's a bidding war, but to some others, some homes are not on a bidding war. So I get I get both feedbacks. So okay. you cannot tell till you work carefully and with your realtor and with your mortgage broker. So okay. I do specialize in, in the small business and uh, self-employed in small business area. And that's why I loved came on to, uh, to share my experience uh personal take on it as well yeah so the key 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 word of advice would be um keep looking get into the market what would it be if you were to yeah the rate uh, the rates are really good in the next four months we don't yeah. know when winter comes and it's cold and you know we really don't want to go out there right so it's the mentality right i mean i myself may jog uh, uh through the rain sometimes or or golf through the mud right but some people just don't want to go out there when it's cold yes. and 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 it and things are getting are getting better. We just got the first uh, vaccination, right? So, you know, um, you know, it's it just it's all your personal take, and your lifestyle, and 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 working closely with the experts in the field. Okay, good. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Vancouver. What that looks like for you. What are the biggest benefits for you in being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Okay. Growing up from a from parents that are very entrepreneurial and started from from scratch and borrowed money from their friends, and that was the mentality. In the, in the late 50s, 60s, or, or, or so, because they don't speak English. Uh, they learned a part-time uh, at, uh, you know, at educational center, someone to teach them. But even then, my father uh, was just, just wake up at six, five o'clock in the morning. He's out there with the wholesale uh, companies because he, he ran a, a mini supermarket and he had everything you could possibly think, even the spices in, 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 in bulk. So he was very, uh, even those days, they were very into the organic uh, type of business, right? Mm -hmm. um, those that are starting um, today, extremely competitive. I have spoken, just got off a phone with uh, a longtime client of mine of 27 years. And, and I said, you know, what's a good place to go for, 
to show um, um, so-and-so how I can, you know, because it's not my expertise, right? I, I'm not a marketing company or, or, you know, to spend that kind of money. It really depends really financially, financial, environmentally, sustainable, sound marketing plan and communication plan is really going to be important. You know, there's other resource centers that can really help the first time person getting into the the type of um, business that they want to operate, especially when it's small business, extremely competitive. I get asked so-and-so for resources, contacts, you name it. I, you know, so. Are you saying competitive because there's a lot of mortgage brokers out there? There's a lot of real estate agents. Yes. It's just everything. Any industry, even super, super berries. I was talking, got off phone with my client because she was one of the first one in the first, the first one in the blueberry, organic blueberry. And I want to say hi to her out there. (laughs) And, uh, and I said to her, I'm getting asked because I went to volunteer for a community garden and I was asking for donated uh, seeds and plants and whatnot. And I keep, someone came across and wanted to donate an Arona plant to me and Aronia plant. I have no idea. It's a super, super plant, right? For example. And, and I'm saying to him, you need to network. You need to be very diverse in what you're doing. You need to, you need to have a game plan. If you don't have it written, you might not be promising yourself the next day. You're just going to be all over the place. You right. need to focus on exactly because I keep repeating it to him on the phone, and he he he's um, he came all the way from Germany about in in uh, in, in the um, 2012 sometime, and um, you know, and it's just a growing business. For so any any entrepreneur out there, whether you're in the food business, whether you're in any type of uh, small small electronic device or or something it you know it doesn't really matter like it's like you, you whatever business you're in you smart you, you obviously have to focus start somewhere but that marketing plan has to be in place and a communication plan and you may need a mentor you may need a coach but you've got to find those resources and obviously um and you you may have to speak to a lot of people within your industry circle it's huge because if you're not going to go out there to network and speak to others, you may not, you may fall into a thing that you, you can't get yourself out of. So, yeah. so yeah. So I always tell the builders, the people that want to build, a, uh, you know, tear down their homes or something. Seriously, you need a project manager. You have no idea how to build that house. You're not hands-on. You have no experience whatsoever. We wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't even touch it unless you had some professional in that industry to help you along the way. So access your professionals and use that to your advantage. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Let's talk about your routine. Um, what does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? I imagine your days are pretty long, but yes. what are some of the things that you do to stay healthy so you can kind of keep that but- momentum going? I, I came from a background where I, I do play a bit of tennis and uh, I've been doing it for pretty much all my life, let alone learn something new because I, I've been injured before. Because I've been injured before, um, I've learned to get a cheap a Pilates machine reformer and I have that in my, that's collapsible in, in my 
uh, area that a space that I have in in my in in my uh, little office uh, space, um, you know. So I would actually go jogging, jog the the uh, jog around the neighborhood for for say twenty minutes, and I come back and use the the machine to do the stretches. Some people say you do the stretches first and, and then go jogging. So it really depends how you feel that day. Okay. Yeah. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? Look at life differently? Everyone's wired differently. And I meet everyone, all walks of life. You have to have that positive motivation to tell your story, to share with others. The more you share, I think in terms of when you're, you're speaking to someone about your, your, who you are and what you do, the more you, you give back, the more valuable you become because people will know that you, they can really trust you because they're going to get to know you a little bit more. Um, you're so, and you'll be, be able to see the bigger picture because if you can't see the bigger picture and you're just set in one mind, okay, I'm going to just go out there and set up a business and that's all I need. You need a lot of handholding in the beginning, but if you're great at say a certain trade and you have a, you're specialized, then, then there's a bit of um, fact that you, 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 you're more knowledgeable in, in, in what you do. I've seen um, um, others that um, start off, say the example, the blueberry, no one knew anything too much about blueberries. For example, you got, went back, say, organics uh, in, in BC or let alone in Canada, who knew about organics going to be a big thing in this world, right? And, yeah, and, and, uh, it's really changed. And this, was, uh, this was probably in the mid-90s early 90s at the, that um, uh, I knew about the blueberry organic. And this, this came to me by talking to someone, right? Yeah. Well, I think anything health-related now, people realize that, especially entrepreneurs, I think have to stay very healthy, um, uh, exercise, eating right, because uh, the longer you stay in the game, the better chances you are that you're going right. to succeed. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's some of the things that come up uh, frequently. Let's talk about uh, some other things going on in your life. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Good question. I come with a background, first of all, um, always been able, even as a child, um, in helping others is because I always try to find an activity to, 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 to uh, not just my work. So um, I would say, ideally, if you, um, I guess, um, I originally wanted to go into nonprofits because my background was accounting, nonprofit uh, certification, my educational background. Uh, marketing was a big piece for me and fundraising. So if I, I'm very passionate with what I do, but it's been transferable to other things. I would love to one day maybe uh, open, open up my own uh, nonprofit organization or can carry on my grant writing. Mm -hmm. So, but because I love what I do right now, I transitioning is, is something um, I, I, I think I, I, I would, like, it took me a while to, to, to do the golfing team, to join a ladies league, for example. Um, I don't think it's my time. 
to transit into this because I've been able to give back to the community already in a bigger way this time because I found something else that I well, that would help my sister, for example, because she's in poor health. So I, I got into the community garden within my community and I met some extremely nice people along the way in the last couple of days. So I, I basically happened to go visit at two different gardens to see what that really is because I have no idea about community gardens. I know understand gardening vegetables and fruits because that's something that I grew up with, uh, you know, so I'm passionate about a lot of things. So if you're passionate about something, you're going to do good for yourself and for others. And, and, you know, so anyone that starts in a new business, if you're passionate about whatever that uh, type of uh, product or service you're doing, you're going to do good for yourself and others. So, yeah, so I, I would say I continue to a time when I can give back to the community. It's something along that lines. Okay. What kind of job could you not do, could not do this job? That's a good question. I think in terms of when it comes to technology, I'm scared. I literally had to had be handheld on a one-on-one to be coached even for the mortgage uh, platform application that we, because we can do, in my industry, I've worked for four or five different banks in in the, in over 30 years because I, I, I came about it because I, I needed a part-time job originally, but I have gone the only, and I've I've gone to different areas of, of the banking now, doing more commercial, some commercial and and re, and mainly residential. But I'm good at both, is because I have an accounting background. So I would say it would be something to do with technical because I'm I, I don't I'm not knowledgeable enough, per se, and and. I'm always quite interested in that area. Okay. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? What do you say frequently to people, clients, staff? I'm really a one-stop shopping uh, solution uh, to try to cater to to everything that you probably would like to be on your wish list. So, yeah, so it it really all depends. What's your least favorite word or sentence you don't like to hear in business? The negativity would be the word never. I would always be able to find you a solution. Okay. That's a good one. Never give up. Find it. Make it happen. Well, well, I always like to say we'll find a way. Somehow we'll find a way. That's right. Exactly. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Diversity comes to mind, resilience comes to mind because this also highlight the month of May. And I've been uh, involved community-wise and volunteer heavily with an organization that celebrates the month of May as Asian Heritage Month. And we live in a beautiful country. Canada is so diverse, yet there's so much, lots to learn and, and to, and, uh, to grow from that. I, I, I feel that um, we are very diverse in terms of ethnicity, uh, um, um, languages, culture, arts, you name it. Um, I, I used to do more in, 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 in the diversity arena, yet, yet I feel that t- today where I, I, if I go to the community garden, 
I'm pretty diverse in, in learning new things, whether it's meeting people or networking or educating myself in the, in the types of maybe health, gardening, um, knowledge more about the food industry or whatever it is. Yeah. I find so, I find travel is what I've learned over the years is that I travel frequently yeah. and for work and stuff and work in many different countries. And when I come back to Canada, because Canada is all about diversity, I can yeah. actually engage into a conversation, say, yeah, I've been there. I understand your culture. I may not understand the language, but it, it is an essence. It's given me a, a dictionary of, of when I come home. You know, I, I could be gone for two, three years and I come home and I've got this encyclopedia sitting in my head to, I can walk in, in SkyTrain or I can be somewhere, uh, ride my bike along Falls Creek and bump into someone. If they say I'm from Italy or I'm from, I, hey, I was just there and I was, you know, I know something about that background. I can have a more in-depth conversation with that person other than, gee, I've never been there. I don't understand that. So that's why I feel that travel is in itself an encyclopedia. Um, exactly. and bring that home to you. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, not a, a lot of countries aren't like that. Like if you go to a country, say, in uh, India, you know, people are from there, you know, uh, whereas, you know, I'm in Costa Rica, people are from Costa Rica or Latin America. And yeah. so I explained to them that we could sit in a restaurant and I could go walk to each and every area and they're from a different country. And they're I like, wow, that's the other day. That's, that's the, to them, that's weird. That's strange because I said, yeah, yeah I grew up with that. You know, my best, my dad's best friend was Chinese. You know, I, I grew up with a Asian family. You know what I mean? So yes. uh, even though we're Polish or Ukrainian, whatever yes. our, our background is, it really is um, the melting pot. But I, I think being out there, like you said, being able to cross-reference and being able to identify with that person, have an open mind and learn from them. I think it, it'll help you in the long run. Um, that's, in any business, that's yeah. True. Because yeah. I come from a such a diverse background, and my family on my on my dad's side are um, interracial marriages and stuff. Yeah, gives me a huge perspective. Uh, you know, so when I go down to Trinidad or or to to Miami now, there is their considered second home, and my relatives. We, although we're not speaking Spanish or 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 or, or any form of uh, Chinese dialect or something. Yes, we are communicating English, but at the same time, we're, although we have so many diverse backgrounds, we, we, we have a very common commonality, as you yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. So you're okay. so right about the travel aspect because I do travel to Asia and, and, and to the States uh, and to Europe and, and, and there, and you see um, the, the experience is 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 uh, as if you're able as a small entrepreneur and and, and be able to take your business uh, and go somewhere else to 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 learn from another person within your own industry. I think is a huge thing. Yes, yeah, and to get and also to understand their thinking and culture, religion, whatever that is. So yeah. I think that that's yeah. one of the things that uh, is really critical. Okay, do you have any advice that you may have received? as an entrepreneur that you can pass on to other entrepreneurs throughout Canada, something that you've learned along the way, someone said something to you or um, um, along the way that you could say, you know what, this key little piece of advice really, really helped me. And I think others should know about this. Anything like that? The secret I feel to this wealth is really simply connecting with people and entrusting uh, yourself 
really believing that you you can't you're able to to succeed uh, from just starting out in your business and growing from there. The networking is going to be a huge piece of whether you're joint venture with someone, whether you're just doing it on a very beginnings, like my parents did in the very beginnings, uh, start from scratch. They're actually borrowing money from friends because those days they don't have a history of walking into a financial institution and, and being able to to uh, to get get le- any lending uh, whatsoever. But these days yeah. are hugely different. Uh, we're talking about 50 years later. Um, we have things that are so much more resources than we ever, ever had. So my thing would be that you've got to make sure you have someone that is able to support you mentally or physically, meaning that if there is a, someone out there that you that can be a friend or, or associate to help you along the way, your business is a huge piece of your business because mentally it's long, it's long hours. Even for yeah. myself, when I was going into, even though I've been a banker for, for, for over 25 years to come in as a mortgage broker license, I better, I better know what I'm doing. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, Absolutely. so I better know exactly because no one's going to be out there to help me. So it was kind of nice my transition because I had all the back, uh, the mortgage uh, background already with, uh, with, with, with a few other uh, financial institutions, right? So, yeah, it's 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 networking is huge. That's the and big you've one. Gotta, yeah. You've got to you've got to like it, right? You've got to yeah. know that. Yeah, you you're, you're yeah. there enough for the short term. I don't want you to flip in your your business within six months, right? It's a plan yeah. that you have, to have in paper and, and mindset. That's what that's funny because a lot of the interview uh, in entrepreneurs that I've interviewed, that's one of the things they say if they were to do it all over again. They say I would network more. I would get out there more because I think they get focused on what they're doing and they're very good at what they're doing. But there's a yeah. whole world out there of people that they could connect with and and, and right. help them quicker, faster. Um, that's and, right. And, and more impact. Okay, let's wrap things up. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? I would be able to connect on LinkedIn. It's Susan O'Young as S-A-U, middle hyphen, young as an age. Or you can call me at 604-551-8148. That's pretty much the biggest number, 604-551-8148. And I, I feel that um, very fortunate to, to be able to here to sit with you to talk a little bit about uh, what's it really like as a, as, as a self-employed business owner as well. Yeah. And uh, again, if there's a, any way I can uh, say is take that opportunity. Don't look back. Just, just focus on what you're doing. And, and really um, it's a lot of hard work, but it's, it's going to be very worth it in the long run. You've got to be really passionate yeah. about it. Okay. Susan, thanks for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you and I'm sure our listeners have as well. And to all our listeners, thanks for listening to Canada's podcast today. Uh, Like, comment, and subscribe to all our channels to get the latest podcasts from entrepreneurs across Canada, like Susan. And uh, we'll see you next time.